Welcome to the Lost Known Podcast. My name is Scott. I'm Jeremiah. And we're back, and we have a special for you this week. It is an interview week. If you're a longtime listener, if you've been following us for a while, you probably realize by now that every five episodes we bring you an interview. Last time we had uh, Dino, and this week we brought another person from the uh, Dan Harmon family. Uh, his lovely wife, Erin. Erin McGaffey will be joining us. Uh, before we get into that, uh, I just want to shout out our Twitter and Facebook stuffs. Uh, if you go to Facebook, you can find the Lost Known podcast there. Please like it. We share our stories there, stuff that doesn't make it to air, uh, other weird things, and it's kind of fun to follow. Uh, it could be your second news feed, if you will, if you're checking your weird stories for the day. Yeah, we can. We kind of aggregate the weird stuff. So we do all the heavy lifting and go through all the crazy interwebs and all the reddits and all that kind of good stuff and all the other tweets and good stuff and get all the best stuff for you all so you yeah. don't have to waste too much of your time uh you know just a just an hour or so a week to get all your fun interesting a lot of times masturbatory a lot of times de- defecation yes. stories and, and if you um, think our stories on the lost home podcast are the stories that fall through the cracks the the lesser news if you will yeah we we throw even lesser news there but that sometimes makes them a little more fun right yeah and uh you can also find us on twitter at the lost at home and uh, Jeremiah, you're at Sonic Jalopy, but I've noticed you haven't uh, yeah. tweeted in a while. I haven't, but uh, you know we're doing. Uh, I guess this might be a good time just to quickly mention for folks that are, are listening if they want to leave five star reviews. I haven't checked to see if we've gotten any for a while, but uh, um, last I checked, we hadn't gotten one for a while. But if you do, Sonic Jalopy, me, will make like a little musical ditty type thing. So I feel like once I start getting back into that musicy stuff, I bought a. A new synthesizer today. It's a used new synthesizer, as you'll know. <laughs> so I'm sure actually I'll, I'll be getting. A, I plan on doing some music. Actually, my uh, my my roommate and I are working on a, a Christmas song. Hopefully, due out this weekend. So maybe we'll put that on the podcast and I'll uh, nice. I'll do some tweeting about it. Yeah, and whatever five-star review you leave us that Jared then turns into a song, we will play uh, on the outro for our show, yep. so you'll get a little bit of a, a name you, check you there. You get like a shout-out and a song. Yep. It's, it's amazing what we do. But uh, I guess uh, without further ado, uh, let's get into the interview. All right. Uh, this week on the podcast, we have Erin McGathy. Uh, some of you out there may know her from her amazing podcast, This Feels Terrible, and from the Harmontown podcast, uh, where she's a regular and sometimes a comptroller and has done many different D&D characters at this point. And uh, you also may have seen her on uh, Funny or Die and a variety of other uh, different projects. And we're happy to have you on today. Hi, Erin. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for being on. Um, first off, uh, I, I did want to say I almost led into this introduction with something slightly different. Uh, I wanted to make a joke, but I didn't know if it would be one of those things where you would maybe not get it and be like, oh, these guys are terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to start. Yeah. Hey, I was actually going to uh, jump into our introduction of you and your career by saying uh, famed Japanese American actress and podcaster. <laughs> um, I, I love that. I would love that even more if you didn't explain it. Yeah, David, exactly. That's what I just move on. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we thought about it, and yeah, just uh, just saying it, but uh, also, you know, again, not 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 knowing exactly uh, if you would be like, man, these guys haven't done any of their research. They've got me mixed up with somebody. Totally different. <laughs> they think they're talking to Margaret Cho or someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is totally. <laughs> I think she's Korean, actually. So yeah. yes, 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 yes. So there yeah. you go. Uh, but yeah, um, I actually uh, first heard you on the Harmontown podcast. Um, cool. I was a fan of your now husband, by the way, congratulations. 
Thank you. Oh yeah, that was really, really recent, right? In the last uh, yeah. few couple yeah. of weeks, probably. Yeah, it was, uh, I listened to you on that podcast. Uh, I've been a fan of his work for quite some time, and when uh, Community wasn't on for a while, there were no new projects coming down the pipeline. I started listening to Harmontown as a uh, filler for the void. You just needed the, the, the Harmon, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, I, I just love that you stood out on that podcast, and every time you comp trolled, it, it was genius, I, oh. I really have to say. You must lo love uh, sound effects and anxiety. <laughs> Actually, what I loved was the uh, the games. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, they were really hilarious, and it just kind of made the whole show just feel really like bright and upbeat, as opposed to any other episode where you know, obviously, it was downtrodden and horrible. <laughs> yeah, very dark. Always very dark. But I want to uh, ask you. Um, uh, obviously, from there, I mean, I jumped into listening to you on uh, your regular podcast. This feels terrible. And I Thank have you. not listened to all of them yet. I've heard probably a quarter of them. Uh, I hate to say it, but I've been jumping around based on your guests. That's fine. <laughs> but I was curious, um, with this body of work that you've done, uh, how did you actually get into showbiz, uh, like landing in LA? <laughs> um, well, I um, I don't know how, how uh, immersed, I, I feel like I'm uh, still getting into uh, it's so funny to hear you say showbiz, um, <laughs> <laughs> like like I'm in Gypsy or something. But uh, I I did uh, I did improv in high school and uh, like sketches and and things. And I when I was in high school, um, Matt Gorley, who you may know from Super Ego, if you're a big podcast fan, um, he came with. Uh, with comedy sports to a theater festival that I was in when I was in high school, and they did like a, like a short form improv show, and I thought it was the most incredible thing I had ever seen. So I uh, contacted them, and then got comedy sports to come to my high school, and then I ended up going to San Francisco for college, and I dropped out for a job at a uh, short form improv theater in San Diego. And so I worked at that improv theater for a couple of years. And then I moved to LA. This is all incredibly boring. <laughs> then I moved, I moved to LA and did uh, comedy sports Los Angeles. Um, was high, they, it was the first time they had done auditions in like five years, maybe more than five years. And I was one of two people that got hired to the main stage right away. And that's actually where Jeff Bryan Davis started. And he went to high school with Matt Gorley. And Dan did uh, comedy sports in Milwaukee, and that's how I met Jeff. Um, I didn't know them then, but Dan and I and Jeff have my dog is barking. <laughs> okay, that's so, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey, come here. Um, the uh, uh, yeah, so I started doing comedy sports. I moved to LA mostly to get involved with uh, the Upper Citizens Brigade Theater. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, so I started doing. Uh, a lot of improv in Los Angeles and did it in San Diego, but I guess through through the uh, Upright Citizens Brigade and through iOS is kind of how I started doing stuff. And This Feels Terrible was a live show that I did for a long time, and uh, producer Dustin Marshall came to a show where I happened to say at the end of the show, apropos of nothing, um, this is going to be a podcast, because I had just decided in that moment that it should be. That's funny. That was uh, actually one of my next questions. <laughs> you, you, yeah. had, uh, you had remarked on the first uh, episode of that that you have been doing it for a while as a live stage show, and mm -hmm. uh, actually, Harmontown started the same way. I believe they had several shows before it went on a radio yeah. format. 
format. And it was kind of interesting. I was curious, like, how did you make that jump? Was it just like uh, on a whim? Well, I've always uh, been very into radio. And when podcasts came around, I was a huge podcast fan. And I always wanted to do a podcast. I actually did a few episodes of a podcast that will never air, which was called... It was called Refused. No, it was... Mm, I forget what it was called, but it was me and uh, two guys that I performed with taking a letter, and one of us did a... This <laughs> is incredibly boring. One of us did a... Um, like, if the letter was L, one of us would be location, and another person was word, and the other person did a person. And so we just did research on... Uh, I think it was called Encyclopedia. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But I recorded that. <laughs> it'll never see and, the light of day. <laughs> yeah, it'll never it'll never see the light of day. Um, and it's with two like very funny people, and I think it was all funny. But it just I think we needed to have that like trial um, podcast to realize what what, or at least I needed that to to realize what I wanted in a podcast. So the I had always wanted to do a podcast, and it was accidental that I just said that at that show that Dustin Marshall happened to be at because afterwards he was like, if you really want to do a podcast, then um, I'm a podcast producer. And I was like, all right, cool it. Because um, <laughs> uh, his energy was just like just so earnest, it seemed um, false. And so mm -hmm. I kind of ignored it. And then he, he found my email address and emailed me. And then uh, within like a week or so, we, we got drinks. And then I was like, oh, this is, this is pretty cool. And then we just started recording them we did so many in the beginning he had to tell me to like stop doing so many and stop booking so many recordings because <laughs> it was a lot um and then because i was dating dan and dan was doing harmontown i i was like you should really i know you've talked about this being a podcast but this should really be a podcast i was like all right so i talked him into having dustin record a few episodes and um, that's how that happened yeah, it's a great show. I've uh, listened to actually a couple different uh, relationship podcasts before, and um, I like all of them, but I often get bored of them after a little bit of while. There's almost like a formula that keeps happening. Mm. Um, not in a bad way, but the, the, the guests aren't the fault. It's more the podcaster. And after what, do you, what do you think the formula is? Uh, it's, well, it's simply like just uh, sitting down with someone and being like, all right, go ahead, talk. And if the, the person running the podcast isn't engaging with them enough and asking the right questions and being friendly and uh, sociable enough, it, it just feels like you're listening to someone talk with a whole lot of dead air on the other end. Like there's no one actually prompting them and engaging them. And when I listen to This Feels Terrible, you uh, you share your own stories. You're, you're an open book to well, yeah, them. Yeah, you help, you help actually drive it, which is, uh, I was talking to Scott earlier when I was listening to it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of how uh, like Mark Maron's WTF podcast gets people to like pop a, like takes their guard down and all of a sudden they're talking about shit they would never have expected. They kind of forget they're on air and they're talking about all this like, you know, deep stuff that, uh, but you know, in a, in a funny, oh, fun way. You. So um, it's, it's nice when there is actually the engaging factor of the podcaster and not just relying solely on the power of the guest to, you know, like talk it through and actually somebody can actually drive it. So yeah. Thanks. And you're actually uh, the first person we could call a podcaster who's ever been on our show. We've had a wide variety of different people in different media and works, and uh, the, you're actually the first podcaster. It's kind of nice. Right. Uh, it's kind of yeah. nice to have a back and forth with someone in the same genre. Yeah, you, you get it. You get it. Yeah. That's right. Um, actually, uh, a side question. Um, this feels terrible. Uh, hasn't been on for a while. Is it over, yeah. or is it just on hiatus? 
Um, well, I'm very happy you asked. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, I guess. I guess it has just been on hiatus. Um, it's definitely not over. And in fact, like today, I was working on um, this uh, kind of re return special that we're doing that will include um, my wedding ceremony. And oh, very uh, nice. Yeah. Um, our wedding ceremony, and then also I did for my bachelorette show. I did it like a two-hour, one-person uh, show where I just basically like aired all of my um, my my relationship shame um, since birth. So I'm going to be <laughs> putting up uh, a, an edited version of that. Um, I think the, and I'll explain this on my podcast as well. Like it wasn't a like I hadn't planned on taking a really big hiatus and, but the like leading up to the wedding and leading up to getting married, it forces you to really examine your relationship. And there's something, there's something about um, talking about relationships and talking about your own relationship that, that puts like a razor thin separation between you and that experience, the royal you. Or at least sense, with yeah. me, yeah. And I, um, I kept on like putting it off. I think because I was, I was just like so immersed in really wanting to examine my relationship without hearing myself talk about it. Yeah. Um, I actually like during that quote unquote hiatus, which will end very shortly, like within a week or uh, at, at the longest two weeks. Um, oh, is this breaking news, by the way, for us on our podcast? <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah. Uh, this feels terrible. Coming coming back definitely before um, the 20th of December. Awesome. Uh, but I, uh, I lost my train of thought. I, Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's okay. Um, I, um, I was try I'm trying to fast today, so I have no um, brain sugar energy. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, so like during, during that time, like leading up to the, to the wedding really needed to, oh, I was going to say during that hiatus, I actually recorded a bunch of like, um, audio diaries onto a phone that got lost and all the diaries didn't get put into the cloud. So that kind of made the hiatus even longer. Cause I was so bummed out that all of those yeah. were lost. Um, and I, I was really proud of <laughs> the, uh, how just just in touch with myself I was. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to talking about it now. Also, like after the experience, I could like quantify my emotions. I think in a in a more uh, appropriate and interesting way than I probably could have like in the middle of it. So yeah, yeah. And I was there I was go. actually gonna ask about that too. Is um, and you answered a little bit of it there. Was whether because uh, I mean you obviously touch on you know past relationships and you know other people's relationships and things like that. Is whether the like how your your I, I guess approach to relationships changed when you actually were like in a good solid relationship with um, whenever it is that you determined that being in a relationship with Dan was a good solid relationship whenever that was um right like how how that maybe changed your approach if that if it did at all or if you were just like uh you could still kind of look back on all the you know the the fun kind of clusterfucked portions of the of the relationship process 
Do you, do you mean my, my approach to the show or my approach to my relationship? Uh, no, like, your approach to the show, really, because I mean, okay. a lot of the show is, you know, looking back yeah. on, I mean, it's a lot of, like, not purely negative, but, you know, it's a lot of, uh, you know, looking at the, uh, like, all, all different sides of the relationship. And, um, you know, obviously when you end up in, like, a positive relationship and part of the podcast is about kind of, like, as you, you know, had put it in some of the blogs and stuff, was, uh, you know, not getting relationships right or relationship failure, quote-unquote, and all of a sudden right. you, have a, you have a really, like, successful relationship enough to lead to marriage, if that changed your approach to the show at all. Interesting. Um, that's a really good question. I, uh, this is the first relationship I've, this is the third, fourth? Fifth. This is the fifth. <laughs> we can I think, wait. It's okay. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm trying to think of how many men that I have dated while I have done this show, and I think it's technically six. Um, though that includes like very casual, yeah. um, just like a couple dates. But like ser ser guys that I've dated seriously, this would this would be the uh, like serious, serious dating. Dan is only like the second person I've been with since I've been like immersed in doing this show. And he's also the first person um, spanning all those people that's very, um, that's like me in that like I, I need to be open about all of these things and um, have experienced the freedom of being like really open about my shortcomings and uh, relationships, et cetera. So Dan, I think I think it like it, it's almost the other way around. But like for me, Dan being uh, never once telling me that I was overstepping when I was talking about relationships or or even like uh, he doesn't he doesn't really he doesn't listen to the podcast anymore because he doesn't want to hear about me fucking dudes in the past, which I <laughs> yeah. totally yeah. understand. Yeah. But he never he never gives me grief for doing it um which is which makes all the all the difference so like with with past relationships i've felt a little more uh controlled that said because this relationship is better than other relationships and like from the beginning seemed more important i have i feel like i've put like more care into the way that i approach things but i'm more open now than i used to be yeah you know it's a there's a lot of there's a lot of gray area in that yeah, answer yeah. but understandable yeah that makes sense. Thank you. Um, I got to say, I was uh, I was actually looking at a blog post, and it was from your college roommate, uh, Vivian Kane. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it was her uh, her wedding, and uh, basically like announcement posts, pictures, yeah, everything. Yeah. I, I got to yeah. say, I was blown away by everything you guys did. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, the Thank you. The exhibits on the night they met and all of that. It's just it, it's witty and funny on a different a, level. It's a, it sets a high bar for other people for one, but it's also it really, really does. Like, yeah, it fits the personality. That's for sure. But <laughs> like, it's awesome. Yeah, we we put a lot of we put a lot of work into it. Are those giant damn yeah, heads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So those are giant Dan Harmon heads, uh, your bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually watched the rehearsal online earlier today because I hadn't seen that oh, before, right. and it was it was hilarious. 
Yeah, um, it's, pretty, it's pretty delightful. I'm married, uh, but we like eloped. We went to town hall and just did a quick thing. And uh, we keep talking about doing like a real ceremony and doing like an actual thing. But it seems like such a struggle. It's like there's so much involved in it. Yeah. Yeah, for me, and this is this this is an extreme champagne problem, but for me, it was like, <laughs> oh God, like I I get to, because I love throwing parties and I love curating events and I love hosting games and I love anything where I get to like set up an atmosphere for people to hang out. So with the wedding, it was like the ultimate, like, holy shit, I can do, I can have a dinosaur. I can yes. do all the things. <laughs> So I was very overwhelmed by the possibilities and there are many different versions of the wedding ceremony that Dan and I went through. And then it became like this kind of a point of tension for us because before Yahoo picked up community, Dan and I were just like working on like this creative, like sto this, this story circle of our wedding. We were gonna do, <laughs> We were going to do this whole time travel thing <laughs> where people walked into our wedding with, we were going to hire people to um, be uh, like technicians for this, uh, who worked for this scientist who did time travel, who was sponsoring the event. We were going to ask uh, James Urbaniak to be this the, the face of this whole thing. and. We had all these like video shoots <laughs> like lined up that we oh there's so there's so many things that we ended up not doing just because we woke up one day and we're like, oh like a wedding is enough. <laughs> it's like a whole production. That's They're gonna make a movie. Yeah, like you're not you're yeah. not necessarily you're not a showrunner right now. Like, come on, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so it was uh yeah. So the, so there are a lot of different things that we went through. But I looking I'm so glad that we did it. It was really, really fun. If I was to do it over again, and that doesn't mean like not do it over again. If I was to have another wedding, which I've had many dreams about recently. You hear um, that, Dan? She's planning her second one. <laughs> I've had, I've had, I, I've had uh, several dreams re recently where like various people have told me, oh, you have to, you guys have to get married over again. And I, the panic of like, oh God, like I get like all the planning and all of the like social weirdness that comes with planning a wedding. I would, if I was to do it over again, I would get, I would have like six people there. Very small, yeah. Yeah, like it was, it was fun and it was great and it was this big party, but really like the weddings are for, weddings are for your guests mm -hmm. and for, you know, also the bride has to wear this like, Costume that's like I am untouchable and I am white. <laughs> so it's it's, uh, it's not. I mean, I'm not. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't get off on being pristine. So it was kind of like a weird experience for me in that way. But if I was to do it again, I'd probably wear like white overalls and I'd probably get married <laughs> with five people. And well, so yeah, it sounds like you kind of did the ceremony, big ceremony thing right the first time anyway. So it's not like other people are kind of yeah. flipped where they do the little thing and then they're like, oh, but I always had that dream of a giant ceremony. So they do that later. Yeah. But well, the, the ceremony versus the reception ended up being so much more uh, meaningful and impactful for me than I thought it was going to be like, cause so much more planning goes in the reception. 
where you pick the plates and the things and you buy the giant Dan heads and you do all the things <laughs> that, you, that everybody does. Yeah, um, yeah. What's, what store yeah. was that again? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Harmon head. Uh, yeah. It's on Windsor. Yeah, that's the most confused Kinkos ever. Yeah. <laughs> I need these giant Harmon heads stat like in 24 hours. Uh, it was nice to see that he also rapped. Was that your choice, his choice? <laughs> that was his choice, and that was like in the eleventh hour. And I was, I was a little annoyed because I, I was like, because after the he was, he was so blown away by the surprise song and dance that me and the bridesmaids did. But immediately after, he was like, "Well, if I would have known, I would have planned something too." And so, like the the, the rap almost felt like, uh, "Well, I, I perform too." That's <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, awesome. I, yeah, no, it's funny because like he was doing a um, his classic uh, "I Fuck Your Mama" rap. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> yeah, which uh, was your mom there? No, my oh, mom. Oh no, is, you're right. I'm which, sorry. Is, I listened to your no, podcast. No, 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 it's totally fine. My mom is dad, and my dad uh, has not been able to talk about how my mom is dead since she died, which was uh, over 10 years ago. And so this wedding, the wedding day was like the first time that he was like, you know, I, I really miss your mom. Cut to, I fuck you, mom. I, know, do, 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 I fuck you, mom. And I was like, God damn it. Like, yeah. the, <laughs> all the times. Uh, my dad wasn't in the room, and it doesn't matter, and it's totally fine. It was Dan's wedding. He can... He could do whatever he wants. Um, what's not in that video is the uh, the bridge, which is spoken by me, which is saying, uh, "Just shout out to my mom in heaven." I know you're you're looking down, <laughs> which uh, you know was a was a bit, but I'll, I don't know. It was fine. It was not my idea. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry to bring that up if that was a point of contention no, at no, all. No, 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 no. It actually like it wasn't a point of contention at all. It was it was totally fine it's uh yeah dan dan felt really bad about it the next day but it's totally i mean whatever it was it was fine it was a wedding reception people yeah, do yeah and i apologize again for my faux pas i've listened to enough of you online to uh <laughs> to have known oh, better no. my bad i'm sorry no no don't be sorry it's been a it's long been day a- with both work and podcasting <laughs> I, I, I i like that uh you don't see me and see a dead mother behind me <laughs> so <laughs> that would be creepy if that literally was happening right now yeah yeah i think it's a compliment that my identity isn't a uh, dead mother yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's not like a subtitle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the first thing I brought up with Dino in the in the podcast was something about his dad or something, which was, I mean, I knew that his dad had passed away, but like it was one of the first things I mentioned. I don't know. One he, of those oops he, he, he was, pause, Well, yeah. I, I mentioned something about how he used to be a sperm in his dad's sack or something like that. He's like, motherfucker, right. my dad is dead. Like, obviously. Do you guys, do you guys have dead parents? Are they all All my parents alive? are. I think are, mine are alive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My, 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 my <laughs> it's a... It's not, it's never, I've never been bummed out by somebody forgetting that my mom is dead. I think it's a very, like, it's embarrassing. It feels kind of like an embarrassing thing. It feels like, because of the way that people, not so much now because it's been 10 years, but when it first happened, it felt like it was this weird disability that everybody was very embarrassed by. And I was like, oh no, I, I just, uh, I, I wish we like, could talk about it. Afraid of people like watching what they're saying around you. And you're like, no, you don't have to do that. Like, please don't start doing that now because. Yeah, I mean, my, my, right. my mom died when I was in high school, so uh, the 
high schoolers just uh, just just stopped being like I just lost all my friends. Like no one wanted to say anything wrong or be hurtful or overstep, which I totally understand. I mean, we feel that every time someone goes through a tragedy, like it's hard to talk to that person. And sometimes we don't because we're like, I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, uh, trivialize their experience by talking to them. Right. All right. Um, Bring, bring it back. We, we just brought this show down. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, we get real deep on the Would we like to maybe uh, switch gears? Probably. All right. Uh, we've had you on air for a little bit now, and we don't want to keep you all night. We know you have many other things to get to. So uh, how about we uh, transition into our 10 questions no one's ever asked you before? Uh, we're going to start with number one. If you could turn into any animal and stay that way for life, what would it be? Ooh. Um, I thought about this before. I uh, I think I think a a, a grizzly a grizzly bear. Ooh, and that's, yeah, that's yeah. that's funny. I, I listened to a podcast you said the other day, and that's maybe why I wrote down this question. Where you and uh, <laughs> oh gosh, what you talking to? You might have been talking to Jeffrey Davies. Uh, oh gosh, it was about what kind of animal you'd have sex with. Oh, was uh, it also Dave, a grizzly? Yeah, I think, I think your I, answer was a grizzly and his was a dolphin. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I ended up, that was one of my first podcasts, and he's one of my closest friends. He's actually coming, him and his girlfriend, who's my best friend, are coming along with us on our honeymoon uh, this, oh, this wow. Christmas. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> Which sounds weird when you explain it, but... Um, we're going we're going to Europe for two weeks, and... Uh, we just love these two people so much and thought it would be fun. We're still, we're having our alone time and, uh, and everything as well. But, um, yeah, that was Dave Horowitz. And I cut a lot out was. of that podcast because I got really drunk and was just talking about bestiality. Um, so it's <laughs> funny I that, that I was that. I was confusing the two because I listened to them back to back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I guess I do. I do think grizzly bears are really sexy. Um, I, I, I just love grizzly bears because I think they're they're beautiful. Um, and I like how loyal they are to each other. I like the uh, how they bring how, home that uh, salmon. Paternal, the, they bring home the salmon. Yep. <laughs> I know. And then they're also there. I, I relate to how um, how independent they are and how how much they appreciate their alone time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, Very nice. That's pretty key. Good answer. All right. Um, <laughs> so who is your favorite Ghostbuster? Oh, um, well, you know what? I'm I I think I think Dan Eck. Well, no, that's not true. That's not true. Um, Harold Ramis, I'm sure is. Okay, nice. cool. That's you're you're the first. All, everybody else we've asked this, uh, has gone with Bill Murray. Bill Murray, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love I fucking love Egon, man. I mean, yeah. come on, he straightens slinkies and. Yeah. That's the only question we never change each uh, each time we do yeah, an interview. We wanna, We're just curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I love Egon. I had a big crush on Egon. Well, yeah. For sure, yeah. Harold Ramis, yeah. rest in peace. Right. Yep. Oh, uh, this is me. Uh, number three. Uh, I was looking online and listening to all your podcasts, obviously, and I <laughs> found a bunch of nicknames I've seen you called through the different mediums. And oh. uh, I've seen Ugly Cakes, which I don't understand. Okay. What, and, what don't you understand? Uh, uh, we'll just leave that for another day, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I've heard Dan call you Scoops, and of course you've been called huh. uh, Mulrain and Destiny in D&D. &D. Uh, <laughs> I was curious, is there a nickname that we haven't heard before? Maybe one a little more secretive. 
Ah, well, it's actually dignity and not destiny. Oh, you are so right. Do your research, man. Come on. Yeah, it's all right. I, I was I, it was called destiny a couple of times and just kind of went with it. But no, it's dignity, uh, Sarsgaard, which I stand by as being maybe the best D&D name of all time. I, I think, think it's so. very <laughs> funny and very good. Um, uh, and actually, like when Dan calls me Scoops, what, what everybody hears is Scoops, including Jeff, but it's Scoobs. Oh, Dan, yeah, it totally Dan, comes to his Scoops. Yeah, Dan and I call each other, I can look at our texts. Um, <laughs> we do a thing, one of our uh, couple bits is that we call each other just different, um, different nicknames all the time. But I got, I got Skurbs, Coobs <laughs> is a big one, Coober, Scoober. Uh, I call Dan uh, <laughs> Nuremberg, which he <laughs> is very inappropriate. <laughs> um, yeah, and then and then uh, sometimes we go like way off the rails, like like Crapshaw, or you know, so things like that. Also, I tried to when I was in high school try to get everyone to call me Tiger, which never. Yeah, it's hard to get a nickname to stick when you start it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, because people yeah. will just turn it on its head and try to like fuck with you. Oh, Air Bear, Air Bear was something I was I used to be called. Most people call me by my last name. Gotcha. Oh, and I guess while we're on it, uh, what what's up with ugly cakes? Yeah, not another day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm backing up to that. Uh, Sorry. Curious, yeah. Oh no, it's fine. Um, I'm a I'm a, a crafty person. You make lots of um, cakes. Make lots of cakes. A year ago, a little more than a year ago, I, I discovered that it that it was fun to decorate cakes. But I wanted the the cake the cake realm. A lot of it's based on perfection or whatever, and I wasn't very good at doing them. So I called them ugly cakes by McGaffey. And now, as I've gotten better at them, I still call them ugly cakes by the by McGaffey because they give me the freedom to do whatever I want. But now I kind of I do some on commission. I do a lot of do a lot of comedians' birthday parties with my oh very cool very my nice. cakes. So that's the. Well, but actually, if you check out the hashtag, you'll see them. I actually noticed that you do you were uh, I mean this is getting off the the question topic actually a little bit, but the um, went to your Etsy and you're into art too as well, right? Like painter, drawer type, arty person. <laughs> Yeah, when I met Dan, I I was working. My all my income was from paintings. I actually uh, I've been today. I was working on two painting commissions. I'm doing a, a decorative plate of Nicki Minaj. Oh my god! Oh, interesting. So in the middle. Of, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I still I still do painting commissions and stuff. And I do. I'm very behind on them. But on my podcast. Um, when people donate more than $50, I paint them something, but I am embarrassingly behind. And my goal in the next two weeks weeks is to uh, get on top of that, but. Nice, yeah, I like the uh, the Annie Hall series. Those are really nice. Oh, thanks. Yeah, really, really like those. Thank you. All right, um, what is your favorite flavor of runt candy? Ugh, none. Yeah, I know, right? Okay, please. Thank none. You. Thank uh, you. The, vi the visual. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea. I like that there's a they candy look where, like, fruit. there's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, but no. And they make me think of uh, a laundromat and just being somewhere yeah. for longer than I want to be. Oh, and, right. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't really like candy, also. Yeah, I'm so not, fuck uh, you guys for asking me that question. <laughs> <laughs> we ask the tough questions here. Yeah. I mean, what are the different flavors? Even there's banana, and then there's uh, there's, there's like or, round. I go purple. by banana and then colors. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. the rest are just round, the same. Yeah, they're all round. Sphere. <laughs> With different yeah, and they break, they break people's teeth. I used to work at 1-800-DENTIST, and I talked to multiple people who had broken teeth on cra- on, uh, on runs. Oh, what a way to go. Yeah, they're basically inedible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, they're, they're absolutely disgusting. And they last so. forever. So. <laughs> yes. Well, it's one of the beauty. Yeah, like in the apocalypse, we'll have runs. It's great. Um, your Instagram account says uh, you mainly take pictures of snowboarding. Uh, what's, yeah. your, what's your favorite slope? <laughs> uh, well, that is a bit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Hard questions. Tough um, I went snowboarding once and I, um, I had a good time. I was at Mammoth in California, which is like near Big, Bo- Big Bear, California, and went down a, I think they call it a run. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not a skier. Yeah, or we're, snowboarder, we're, yeah. we're, we live in Vermont, and we haven't snowboarded. I don't know about you, but I don't snowboard or ski. I, I think when I was 12, I tried. Right now? Yeah, that's where, we, yes. that's where we're from, yeah. Wow, I, I had no idea. I almost died in Vermont. Oh, wow, what a great story. All right, yeah. let's drop yeah. these questions. <laughs> no, let, let's, let, I want to hear about how you almost died in Vermont. Not on the slope. Uh, no, uh, but kind of. I, I oh. drove from San Diego to Maine, and as you probably know, like San Diego has no weather mm-hmm. and no I only know about like chaining your tires and things like that from uh, Oregon Trail, and obviously that's antiquated uh, <laughs> safety of safety information. Depends on the uh, town you go to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my my friend and I um, in San Diego, you can drive at any any time of the day, and um, in San Diego or in Vermont, once we got to Vermont, there was a like a terrible snowstorm, which we like I did. We, we were like, oh, we'll save time. We'll just drive overnight during this snowstorm. And we were in a, like, driving up and down a very scary mountain in Vermont. And you just couldn't see the road anymore and just started driving into, like, a forest, basically, and just pulled ourselves out of, like, toppling down a ravine and uh, yeah, killing that's, ourselves. Yeah, that's most that sounds about right. Yeah. 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 We're supposed to get 12 yeah. inches of snow tomorrow. So we're about to get a nor'easter here so that's crazy i'm wearing a hoodie because it was 70 today oh my god (laughs) it was minus six yesterday was that what it was it was minus five this morning yeah 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 may i uh (laughs) may interrupt this really quick to show you a uh a los angeles sunset oh my god please we'll just we'll have to describe it to the podcast listeners we it's yeah yeah, I'm gonna take you outside. I would, I would love that. Oh, we're gonna see green it's, grass. We, we, yeah, uh, we get, we get like, gonna make me sad and happy like at the same three, time. Yeah, we get like three hours of, of sun a day, and it's while I'm at work. So you are talking to me right during the sunset. So it seems. So this is the view from our house. Here, I'm gonna turn around. It. You can see that. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Okay. Uh, to the podcast listener, we're seeing green grass, trees, <laughs> sun. That's called the sun, yeah, this right? Is our the grass. Sun. For the record, uh, Aaron yeah. McGathy is wearing more uh, warm clothing than I am right now. <laughs> when, when, <laughs> <laughs> we, it, it warmed. It, it is now warmed yeah. up to twenty. So we're we're down to our our hoodies and stuff. So. Is it really 20 degrees there? It warmed right. up to 20. It yeah. Got, it got nice. Actually, it's probably less than Tomorrow that. Tomorrow it's going to be warm. It might hit 30. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Vermont. It's you know, it's good state to almost die in. That's, well, <laughs> that's, that's but at least you have the ramsey industry. Wait, with the what industry? The red cardamom. I don't know. I don't know yes, what is yes. Vermont. Ex- we, we have the cardamom mines. <laughs> it's uh, it's skiing. You have the cardamom and- mines. You have the the you have maple maple syrup, right? Maple maple syrup yeah. and skiing. Yeah. 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 And and uh, uh, foliage. Uh, agoraphobic Fo- writers. That's right. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, because who would want to ever go outside here? Actually, our summers are beautiful, but uh, yeah, this time of year is kind of yeah, just sit like, inside the house and watch Netflix. And yeah, the summer's like two games. months long, so yeah. that's about it. I am jealous of the ups and downs of that. A- actually, seeing seasons. Yeah, I, I get to like like gauge my uh, like how sad and happy I am based on. I can be like, oh, now it's time to spend all my time indoors and like draw, or oh, I can go outside and yeah, true. Yeah, it I does can. make us creative in different ways. Yeah, yeah, it smells slightly different here. During the fall, uh, <laughs> that's, that's oh, you, mean, you mean right where you are now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I've lived in California uh, for for a good part of my life, and the the only way I can tell the seasons are changing because we just had a heat wave uh, not not too long ago where every it was, it was like a hundred degrees in October, right? Yeah. But it smells slightly different, I think, because the foliage is slightly sure. different. But yeah. that's our big seasonal depression change like, oh, a slightly <laughs> different smell and you're like oh man yeah i mean i get seasonal depression during like the the hottest times of summer out yeah it's gonna be a different thing that's something we don't have to ever like we don't ever look at 100 degree weather you know well like a couple days a year that's it well yeah, yeah. maybe yeah all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rapid We're, fire. Yeah. All right, we'll just change the name of the podcast to What's Your Weather Like? <laughs> we probably get so many listeners in, in New England. What's the weather? Come on. No, uh, thank you for the, the actual view of, like, uh, the real world that isn't it's, covered really in nice snow enough. and ice. Thank we you. Would, we would give you a, a view right now, but it's just, it's depressing, it, dead It's actually trees. pitch black outside no, right now, too. Out. Yeah, because it's also, it's later now. Too. Right. Yeah. It's almost eight, so. Uh, where'd we leave off? Number six. Oh, oh yeah. That's uh, you. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I actually was, uh, I wasn't sure. I mean, I, I think you uh, drink alcohol from time to time, but uh, brown or clear liquor? Uh, I mean, name the occasion. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, a wedding. A wedding? Uh, probably brown. Right. I, I, I prefer uh, whiskey over clear liquor. Very good. Um so, but uh, clear liquor is better for you, skinny wise. <laughs> I've heard so. Ah, uh, yeah, I hear that um, as well. Yeah, the brown, the brown yeah. has calories. Oh, it's yeah. sweeter usually. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm a, I'm, Regardless, your body burns off alcohol before it burns off anything else. So, if you're trying yeah. to lose weight, you shouldn't be drinking. Oh, shouldn't be drinking. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, shoot. I've yeah. been I've been drinking whiskey during this podcast uh me too actually that's what i was drinking over here well and a, like a crappy budweiser but uh i was drinking some whiskey earlier as opposed so. to one of those fine fine budweisers yeah the, the, yeah. the, 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 the high class yeah, yeah. Uh, budweisers mm-hmm. yeah uh number seven what's cuter kittens or newborns oh um i mean the, how old are the kittens kitten age uh, yeah, I mean, like like box of kittens, you can take them home. So yeah, not, super not, not like straight out like ball. I think weird. obviously kittens because babies are. It's, 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 uh, you you see a baby and you think like, oh, I hope this baby's 
safe. Uh, I hope that their parents are responsible. Or if you're thinking about it from like, a, if you're projecting, like, I'm not ready for this. And what does this mean? But I've also like, I know my, my uh, biological clock is ticking. So, um, or just like, just started like time literally like kittens. a week ago. Yeah. Time to have some <laughs> Kit, I mean, cat, I, I love my cat, but cats, cats are cunts. And I, I, I wouldn't, <laughs> You know, I like kittens. I said cunts because uh, Dino said cunts on your podcast. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, you, you can. Yeah, we're, um, we're we're explicit. It's fine. Yes. Um, and actually, I I was actually just I just saw a poster online where it was just breeds of cats because I was doing like actually a, a cat art project and. Uh, I, I, at, at first, I yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's called he's cats. Pa- he's it's, painting cats. It's actually called cats with oh, hats. No. Yeah, they're watercolor cats with various <laughs> types of hats. Yeah, really? but like not cats in the hat. Non Susian, so they're like you know do you Robin guys, Hood. Do you have Etsy? Huh? Do you have an uh, Etsy? I I don't right now. No, I've I, I you should guess, though. I, I should actually probably because I like to do like artsy stuff and whatever and, and post things. But um, so but yeah, I was looking at this like breeds of cat and I thought it was like oh good, I should download this. And then I realized somebody had replaced all the breeds of cat names with cunt, so it just went cunt cunt cunt. So somebody <laughs> clearly was not a very uh, big fan of the cat. Anyway. Yes, oh, man. I like I personally like cats and dogs. I'm a cat. No, I, I love I I love both. I love yeah. cats. I love and I also love smart dogs. Dog yes. people get a bad rap because they're like, ah, well, the dog just likes you automatically. But there are some dogs you have to, you know, be. There are some dogs that are very smart. My dog's very smart. He's half poodle. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, my, my dad has uh, border collies, which are really smart. And they're like, they kind Ooh, of... They're work dogs. You have they, to get yeah, the, dogs and to, stuff. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes the job is as easy as just like throw the ball over and over again. They'll be like, oh, I did it. And then, you know, or like my mom was like kind of crazy. And she like... Uh, bought ducks specifically so they would like so she could give them something to herd because they were such a pain in the ass like, that, yeah, that go walk the ducks. yeah let's yeah. pay our dogs it. ducks yeah no it was great it was actually pretty hilarious because ducks terrified ducks are the most hilarious thing to watch like just quacking oh. and like terrified so um, my dog my dog just hangs out he's just a guy that sits around <laughs> and- that's a cool oh, dog yeah. out there hey, yeah. what's up? look look, Harvey, look you like that sunset yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my focus sunset. That's what I do. I see that every day. <laughs> Sorry, wow, that's just my, how your dog talks. My dog is so intimidating. <laughs> I like every dog He's that I find like tough. has has like a voice. It's like a, a very unique character to it. So it's dogs with personality are great. Um, oh, so yeah, okay. Here we go. Uh, rolling right through these rapid fire questions. Yes. <laughs> um, what you ex- told me, Dino told a ten minute story, so I am. I'm oh, yeah. oh no, and, and half this, half this, half this has been us like tan- like going off on tangents intentionally. So it's it's a lot of fun. This is actually where the this is where the real person comes out in our podcast. Um, what existing film property deserves a porn parody? I Ooh. guess that also doesn't already have one. Well, what, I, I think right. that might be I mean, impossible. Like, I think everything almost... No, everything. there's some things that well, yeah, are I mean, overlooked. I think, I mean, it's kind of its own porn parody. I have two answers. Uh, Labyrinth and Willow. Oh, my God. Wow. Labyrinth two of my is kind favorite of, movies. <laughs> real, yeah, well, you must be my age. Uh, Labyrinth is... Uh, is is one of, if not... I, I see my favorite movie is Annie Hall, which I think it probably is. Um, but Labyrinth, I love so much. And I know part of the reason why I love it is because it is so 
sexual and weird and there's there's a lot of stuff that wouldn't happen in movies today happening in it's that it's like Lolita yeah. sexual almost it's like the young Jennifer Connelly character and like yeah David but he's Bowie's. a goblin he's not even human so it's fine is, is the is the excuse for that <laughs> is, is the excuse he doesn't have an age he's timeless yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know Jennifer Connelly was 14 yes yeah. yeah yeah I, I uh, yeah um, I, 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 uh, oh, oh, yeah, well, I mean, that's, I mean, God, I don't know what I was probably like eight or 10 when I saw that movie, I think probably, I don't know. It came out in the late eighties, mid eighties, something like that. So, um, I was like, Oh my God, I love you, Jennifer Connelly. And I stayed in love with her yeah. Yeah. and there, there it is. Yeah. I should be all, I'll be on your relationship podcast just purely about Jennifer Connelly. There we go. Yes. <laughs> she's a beautiful, uh, wonderful woman. She, and you can tell that she's super serious, which I appreciate a little bit. Yeah. And you know, she's like, she's, she's ruined some people with some things she said. Mm-hmm. Tell she has like a meanness about her that I kind of like. A little bit. <laughs> Uh, but but if there's not a labyrinth uh, porn parody, there should be. Yeah, I, yeah, I especially agree. you can get like weird Muppet things involved in there. Just for I've fun. already been trying to think of a title for it, but it being one word, it uh, lab- little... labians. La- oh labians. my god! Yeah, yeah. There okay, go. done. Sold. <laughs> and I know for... you guys are buying my porn pitches. Thank you. <laughs> That's what this whole thing was about. We're trying to actually. It'll know. be uh, it'll be produced by uh, Starburns Industry, so yep. we'll, we'll keep it close to home. Yep. The thing is, that it couldn't it couldn't be a parody, really, because uh, you wouldn't want to change anything except for adding sex, and it, it's not that crazy that there would also be fucking in in Labyrinth. Yeah, it's more like the deleted scenes of Labyrinth, like the stuff you couldn't see. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Uh, number nine. Uh, I was going through some of your funnier dies work earlier today. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> and this is hearkening back to 2008. Uh, your Rock the Vote video. Oh, in, yeah. In, in which you were a brunette. <laughs> it's the only time I've ever seen you with brown hair. Oh, yeah. I, I used to cycle between um, blonde hair, black hair, and red hair. Oh, wow. And then okay. I just kind of landed on red hair as an adult. Okay. And that's uh, that answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The question but is that yet was to your come. Question, <laughs> um, in one of the uh, the interviews with one of the people where you asked them about voting for Obama, you uh, this was after your breakup relationship thing on the phone. Uh, uh-huh. do, do you remember this, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you said you did illegal things in bed. Name one. Uh, uh, well, I, I mean, I, I, I latched onto the word illegal. I was very curious. I, <laughs> Um, well, I mean, that I, I don't have a good answer for you because that was purely a bit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just curious, yeah, what yeah. would be an illegal thing in bed in your? Yeah. Well, I mean, anything illegal by that state. <laughs> well, yeah, depending on the state. Um, I've never, I've never participated in um, anal sex or. Oh, I well, I which is illegal I, in a lot of states. Yeah, when Still. I lost my virginity, I was seventeen. And in California, it was technically illegal because my boyfriend was over 18. So there's a boring answer. <laughs> That's Ill- a real answer, though. Yeah. Illegality. Yeah. 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 And, Other than um, that, nothing, nothing to... Uh, are psychological games illegal? Uh, <laughs> depends might... on the damage done. Yeah, Is <laughs> during sex illegal if it's a lie? 
uh, because then I've, I've received crimes. <laughs> so you participate, okay, you've been uh, a victim of uh, illegal activity in that case. Uh, we, we actually, on, on today's podcast, and this is actually probably uh, our podcast, uh, was, I guess that would be last week's podcast by the time we hear this one, whatever. Um, we actually went through a list of uh, the UK recently banned like uh, a bunch of yeah, uh, bondage porn. Oh yeah, essentially like, but there was just like a long list of random stuff in there that just seemed a little bit, uh, I don't know, obscure. So you know, there's probably some of that that people have uh, have partaken in that wouldn't have been illegal at the time. What yeah, were was... some of the other things? Uh, you know, the one that actually got me the most, uh, the weirdest one, or the most angry, like one for me. I think all of it was bullshit, but uh, was female ejaculation because not there was not. Anywhere on there was male ejaculation, but female ejaculation squirting was well, actually something. Maybe that was... because it's not real. Maybe they're against. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's just I. I think actually it was just a bunch of you know old men that made these random like oh spanking and caning and tying somebody up and what was it? Uh, uh, sex with like, sex with any object that could be used violently. Yeah, and we were yeah. just like, well, any object could be used violently if you're a violent person. Yeah, you could use dildo like nunchucks or something like that. <laughs> I, I I know so little about um about this this story. Did they? Is it just like a long time coming, or are they always? Policing this stuff. Previous ban in what, 2003? Well, the 2003 law, I think, was all about. This has actually been in effect in the UK for DVD shop stuff. This was actually amending that law to apply it to um, video on demand and online stuff. So, pretty much any pornography huh. now in the UK is like you can't have any of these things in there. And it's pretty much like to, to prevent, yeah, bondage porn, things like that, uh, anywhere in there. Interesting. Yeah. So there, that, yeah. there are some there are some gray areas that are that are a little dark. Yes, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, well, okay, so we got uh, we got one last one. Last one. Here. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. Uh, <laughs> in ten words or less, um, let's hear you give some relationship advice that everyone should adhere to. Hmm. Um. Tend your own garden. Oh. Hmm. Nice. Succinct, profound. Yeah. I like that's a good way to go out. <laughs> like meaning oh. meaning in a in a relationship, if you spend more time, there's always a shift where you start criticizing your partner's uh, habits and just like the way they conduct their lives. And it's a way for us to like project and not deal with our own stuff. So if you're always reminding yourself to worry about yourself, I think you tend to be happier. And it kind of like harkens back to the beginning of a relationship when you are overly concerned about yourself and, and the way that you come off and you tend to be more in love with that person, not because of you're over, overly critical of yourself, but if you're feeling critical of somebody else, which might be warranted, maybe first uh, take a look at uh, your own uh, garden. See how those carrots are doing. I like that. I like that a lot. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, there's actually a uh, there's a there's an artist I really like called the tallest man on earth, who's like a um, acoustic artist from Sweden, the Swedish Bob Dylan. And he actually has a song called "The Gardener," which is kind of similar to that. Only his is about burying his secrets in a garden so he never lets them out so, yeah because he doesn't actually want to be like reduced in her eyes he's like I, I know that i'm a king in your eyes and if i let you know my faults then you're gonna think i'm a piece of shit so i'm just gonna bury them and pretend i'm somebody else but uh it's interesting yeah the, gar the garden uh, metaphor analogy, so there you go all right 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I think this uh, wraps up our little session. Uh, looks like we went over by almost twice as much, Perfect. which is that's great. A, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Actually, with the holiday season coming up, we may uh, discuss after this splitting this into two parts or something. All right. So, uh, yeah. Um, thank you for being Perfect. on. We really appreciate it. No problem. Right. Thank All you right. for having me. It's All right. Thank you, Aaron. Have a great week. Thank you. You too. And there you have it. Thanks uh, a lot, Aaron. That was our interview was with Aaron awesome. McGathy. That was that was really great, and we uh, thank you again. Uh, for people who'd like to follow Aaron McGathy, you can find her on Twitter at Aaron McGathy, E-R-I-N-M-C-G-A-T-H-Y. And you can also follow her podcast, This Feels Terrible, at Feels Terrible. Uh, the show should be back soon, as you heard in the podcast, so uh, keep your uh, phone you know, at the ready. Make mm-hmm. sure your podcast app has it stored in there because it's a really good show. It's Go really s- funny. You subscribe it out. immediately if you haven't already. It's really good. It's totally worth it. Um, and you I can also uh, catch her on uh, Harmontown where she's often on, sometimes comp trolling, sometimes just co-hosting. It's uh, it's a really funny show as well. I actually listened to all 130 episodes in the last couple months. Uh, just just dove in head first. Right. Uh, all those podcasts are on uh, Feral Audio. Uh, it's a nice little family of podcasts they have there. It's got a lot of other good shows to check out. So uh, make sure you go there and you know give them a little bit of love because it's it's a very uh, great podcast network with a lot of good stars on it. And I got to say I'm a huge fan personally. Yeah, yeah, I was big into that actually. So once again, thanks to Aaron. And you know, speaking of shows, I was just thinking the other day. Remember that show, Even Stevens? No, me either. Because. It was for children, and I was 20 years old when it came out. But what about that guy that was in Even Stevens? Do you know anything about him? Or oh, anything about him lately? Has he been in the news? Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. We're really going to go out on this this amazing interview by talking about dirtbag Shia LaBeouf? We got to mix it up. People expect, uh, you know, we, we, we got a little serious in the in the interview, okay. and we got we got goofy and serious. We got to just let's end assume, some dirtbags. Let's assume for a second that um, no one in America listening to us right now or around the world um, – has any clue who Shia LaBeouf is. Yeah. I mean, we could have Australian listeners going right now, who? What? Um, Like, they they just happen to have not seen any movie for the last, like... Well, I mean, it's not that he's been in a ton of stuff, honestly. He started his career in the movie Holes, and then he... That was was big. I mean, well, really, he started in Even Stevens, right? Yes. And then he moved on to Holes. Which was big, and then Holes was big, and then it's really the next huge, huge one was Transformers, right? That's where people probably... Uh, I think even before that, he did Disturbia, and he was in Constantine. Yeah, the, yeah. The I guess I, I guess I don't really consider those like big hits. So Disturbia was uh, critically acclaimed, I guess. But I'm thinking like everybody out there has seen Transformers. Well, let's say you, you don't realize who the Shia LaBeouf character is, right? Yeah, but um, outside of that, outside of his acting career, he's had a little bit of trouble in life. Um, you know, like in 2005, he got into a bar fight where he uh, brought a group of friends and he brought a knife and he threatened some people and got eh. shoved. Eh. Um, you know, he got arrested in a Walgreens for criminal uh, trespassing. Uh, pales in comparison to what we've reported on this show. I think we've had people get arrested for masturbating in Walgreens before. Yeah, he, he was drunk while driving was, and a, yeah. another car hit him and he refused to take a breathalyzer. Yeah. He uh, said he was dating a bunch of people like Megan Fox, who he wasn't. Uh, he appeared haven't naked we, in a Sigur Ross all, video. Oh yeah, that, yeah. I, I can forgive that one because it's Sigur Ross, although we were just yeah. talking about weird performance art and that was definitely yeah. among that. And uh, But haven't we all Actually, lied about dating Megan Fox at least once in our lives? No. No, I just really? enjoy looking at the pictures. Wait, so you didn't you didn't you didn't believe me when I told you I was dating Megan Fox? I didn't give you one second of credibility on that one because she, I mean, she was gonna visit for that party, but she couldn't because she was on a shoot on a major motion picture. 
Yeah. So well. she couldn't make it, and well, now I, I she, like you just works said it. Way. Was, you said it was a lie just now. So don't Fuck. try to convince me. Oh god, I'm post. so bad at this. I'm so bad at <laughs> lying about dating Megan Fox. Yeah, but he's done a lot of weird stuff, including like um, he plagiarized uh, an art, uh, an author, and then actually Sky wrote an apology to the author. Yep. But he did it over Los Angeles when the author lives in San Francisco, which I thought was just hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> but um, he also yeah, I remember that being a big a big deal because he got a lot of critical acclaim for this uh, movie. Right? Was that what was that he that he wrote? Yeah, it was an fun. online movie. It wasn't even yeah. in theaters. Yeah, and uh, and he actually got a lot of like acclaim for it, like in the indie realm, and then it turned out it was like just lifted almost. Oh, he just ripped like, someone off. Yeah, yeah, not even to the point of like where some like a uh, a comedian might rip off a joke accidentally because it's just like ingrained in their psyche, and they're like, oh, that kind of sounds familiar, you know. But I must have come up with it, and they don't bother. Yeah, they just roll along with it. This is like so similar. It you had to do it very like yep. intentionally. And he, uh, he's gone on to do other weird things. I'll just ramble off a few here really quickly in a row. Um, he uh, live tweeted doing acid once. Oh, well, that sounds fun. Uh, he went on the red carpet for, I think it was like the Emmys, wearing a paper bag over his head that said, I'm not famous anymore. He, yep. he quit Twitter and then told everyone that he was quitting Twitter by tweeting it, uh, which is yep. really dumb. And he also told people he wasn't famous by tweeting it. Yeah, to uh, his probably millions of followers. Yeah. And uh, he even did the I Am Sorry art installation where he just sat and was motionless and expressionless and this let people do was, what they wanted to I was him. most interested in, and you just told me about this I hadn't heard about. Oh, yeah. The, the, it was like two weeks ago where a woman came forward and said that she had sex with him. Actually, I think he came forward and said that she raped him. Um, I don't know what she said on her end, but apparently she just came in, and because you could do anything to him, she... she fucked him and he didn't it's, move yeah, and he, he, he claims rape and I'm, but, but I'm wondering like is, is that consent at that point when you're saying do anything to me and he had a chance to stop it and did nothing yeah he wasn't actually, tied down or anything yeah he, he or, or passed out or even under the influence so you have no. to think at some point is that implied consent I guess on his end yeah well, um, with all these uh, these kerfuffles that uh, oh, well, the Boof is getting into, didn't, didn't I love he, calling him the Boof. Didn't he also? I, but one of the, the ones I really liked was when he. Uh, that, that he got, it was almost like the straw that broke the camel's back for people being like, all right, he's crazy. And he went into, I think he went into for some like therapy and probably rehab and stuff after was when he went into like a, a Broadway play or a, a, some kind of musical or play or something like oh, that. Oh, drunk. And, then, and, then he, and he made like a fool of himself pretty much by kind of like um, antagonizing the the actual cast. And it yeah. was like a big time play. Um, I think it was, and then ca- he went, it was Cabaret in New York. Okay, yeah. And then he, he uh, and then he went out on the street and like tried to, he ran after like a homeless guy trying to get a cheeseburger. Yeah. Remember that? Tried and, like, stealing food from a homeless guy. Yeah. And man. it was like, there's like a, a video of somebody taking it and he's just like kind of corn, trying to corner this guy and be like, come on, man, just give me your yeah. cheeseburger. Just give me that cheeseburger. The guy seemed to be having fun with it, but that was where people were like, has he really gone off the deep end? Yeah. And, uh, the only reason we're actually going through this whole rigmarole of explaining who this crazy actor artist is is that he uh, he did something this past week that I I almost feel is the tiniest little step forward in redemption uh, Jerry shared this video with you a little while ago yes. it's uh, it's a video that Shia LaBeouf apparently uh, did uh, he, he's very active in it because he appears at the end and, um, and it, the, it's actually the biggest best piece of art I've seen him produce well the production value while. is amazing because there's like a there's a it's got to be at least a uh, 30 to 40 person just choir let alone the orchestra doing this in the choreography so clearly like a lot of money went into it which tells me like Shia or somebody with some money to do something about Shia LaBeouf but when you after you hear the 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 music you should, everybody should check out the video too but the music stands on its own um you you should 
when he's in it, it kind of shows me that he's at least aware of the public perception and that he's kind of like this is a little this bit might of be redemption the, this might be the first way of uh yeah trying to come back into the public like he, spotlight and not he's be aware the of, uber douche that he has been he's aware of like what people are saying about him and he understands like okay i've got a little bit over the top do you know who the uh spoken word narrator is for that video no uh that is rob cantor he's a, it's a comedian oh other yeah I, I saw the name on the youtube yep. yeah so uh we're gonna go out on this show this week uh with the actual audio from this but we urge everyone once you hear it just to, to go on to youtube uh, 7.3 million other people already have and have watched this video. Uh, listening to it's hilarious and kind of awesome, but the it's video amazing, itself yeah. is, is just, it's incredible. It's just a Broadway stage performance of the highest level of weird. Uh, so uh, outside of uh, telling you guys to hit our Twitter up and leave five-star reviews and go to our website, thelostknownpodcast.com, uh, we leave you this week with uh, Shia LaBeouf. You're walking in the woods. There's no one around and your phone is dead. Out of the corner of your eye, you spot him. He's following you, about 30 feet back. He gets down on all fours and breaks into a sprint. He's gaining on you. Shia LaBeouf. You're looking for your car, but you're all turned around. He's almost upon you now, and you can see there's blood on his face. My God, there's blood everywhere. Running for your life from Shia LaBeouf. He's brandishing a knife, it's Shia LaBeouf. Lurking in the shadows Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf Living in the woods Shia LaBeouf Killing for sport Shia LaBeouf Eating all the bodies Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf Now it's dark and you seem to have lost him But you're hopelessly lost yourself Stranded with a murderer You creep silently through the underbrush Aha! In the distance A small cottage with a light on Hope! You move stealthily toward it, but your leg, ah, it's caught in a bear trap. Lying off your leg. Quiet, quiet. Living to the cottage. Quiet, quiet. Now you're on the doorstep. Sitting inside. Shia LaBeouf. Sharpening an axe. Shia LaBeouf. But he doesn't hear you enter. Shia LaBeouf. You're sneaking up behind him. Strangling superstar Shia LaBeouf. Fighting for your life with Shia LaBeouf. Wrestling a knife for Shia LaBeouf. You limp into the dark woods, blood oozing from your stump leg. You've beaten Shia LaBeouf. Wait, he isn't dead. Shy surprise, there's a gun to your head. And death in his eyes, but you can do jujitsu. Body slam, superstar Shia LaBeouf. Legendary fight with Shia LaBeouf. His head topples to the floor, expressionless. You fall to your knees and catch your breath. You're finally safe from Shia LaBeouf.